This is Aaron Levine, LG Insurance, with another episode of the And Insurance Podcast. And it's a little bit of a role reversal today. I have Andrew Talcott from OK7 Creative. I don't even know the name of your business, and we've been working together for how long? It's been uh, it's been a few years. You're just like OK7 to me. It's OK7. That's know. all it is. It's a crime. Uh, <laughs> What I call it now, thanks for uh, <clears throat> introduce, for the introduction. I appreciate that. It is weird to be on the other side. <laughs> Welcome. Were you done? Should I keep talking or no? I'm, I mean, I'm used to it. I'm ready to just sit back and let, <laughs> let you do the talking. I and, get uh, to talk now. It's my know. turn. <laughs> I get to say things. So, I, you know, I got to ask you the awkward questions Good. now. Perfect. But, you know, I'm the one that likes to talk about the weird insurance related stuff. I, uh, as far as OK7 goes, it's it's... It started out with just kind of web design and graphic design. And as I kind of got into it, uh, it, it expanded beyond that with social media. And what it's really kind of in the last couple of years, I've been really trying to figure out what I want to do and what I enjoy doing and what I'm good at. And it really comes down to just content creation is what I really, you know, have been focusing on, you know, more recently. Uh, so... That's why I just call it a, cre a creative agency. I might change. I might change it up. I might change whatever the subtitle is from now. But that's why I just say OK Seven because whatever. It's whatever I want it to be at the time. Creative agency, yeah. which is which is perfect. That's why we're here. That's why we're on this podcast. I mean, we were running around with totally local podcasts for oh, yeah. for so long. That started out in I want to say it was March of 2020. We did our first one. You and I. It was via via Zoom. Yeah. Um, and then we just kept running for every week, uh, until we were allowed out of the house yeah. at that point. Well, and then we started going live drinking and we're going to be coming, coming back, coming back soon with a, a totally tequila podcast, Hell yeah. um, in the next couple of weeks, hopefully that should be, you know, coming out about the same time as, as this episode. So that's going to be cool. It's going to be four drunk dudes sitting around talking business, um, while drinking tequila. Taste I mean, testing. It's taste testing. Taste testing. Sorry, we're going to tone it down. We're just going to say taste testing. Um, but we're going to drink some tequila and talk business. It's you, me, Evan Beach from Equity Prime Mortgage and Christopher Dietz from Tommy's Tavern and Tap It'll and uh, Bonfiglio and Dietz CPAs. So we're, we're going to have a good time doing that. Yeah. But you and I have been working together for a few years and we've, we've, we've jumped in and pivoted into a few different spaces. And I've got notes in front of me. If Copious you can notes. see, see my, see my notes. I had uh, my, my assistant, my admin print some stuff out. Cause we've been, we've been ta talking about NFTs, mm -hmm. right? We've been talking a little bit of crypto. NFT is a, a style of crypto in a way, in some it's, way, it's shape or form, right? Technically it's all blockchain technology. An NFT is, is just a non-fungible token. It's, so it's kind of- Define fungible. I mean, it's something that can't be replaced or can't be, you know, you can't like transfer it or, or it, it is what it is, basically. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> and it's in the blockchain. So there's a, a good record keeping yeah. of it. But NFTs are all over the news, all over everywhere. Way too and much now. It's And while I understand the utility of an NFT and I actually like the future value of the NFT, the digital art space is something that I don't think I've ever gotten into. Like my wallet's all set up. I'm ready to like hit buy, you know, or transfer to wallet with Ethereum mm -hmm. fake money mm -hmm. um, that I use real money to purchase said fake money with. Mm -hmm. um, but I've never, I haven't put any art in my wallet yet. Yeah, don't, don't until you do a <laughs> lot of research because there's a lot, it's, it's reached a saturation point now where 
people are doing these derivative projects where it's they're basically taking you know the board ape yacht club which is the most you know arguably the most popular one right now and they're just taking it and they're just taking the art and then they're making their whole other new whatever derivative project and it's not the same and people are just you know their their eyes turn into those giant you know it's like a cartoon and it just their <laughs> eyes turn into like cash money like symbols and they think they're going to make a bunch of money and it's just you know that that is just not going to you know realistically happen uh at this point in the game um so i mean people got to be real careful there's a lot of hate too i get i got into two i, I don't even want to have beefs on social media i think it's ridiculous uh but there's a whole contingent of people that they say three i think it's they touch on three points all the time the environment mm-hmm. money laundering and uh what was the third one well, we've been talking about money laundering since bitcoin you know hit yeah. the scene well we've been talking about money laundering since money <laughs> hit the scene Let's have be you honest. watched reacher on prime i mean uh, that's I all have. about you know big time money laundering i i prefer the tom cruise movies i think they're horribly <laughs> underrated but i have been watching reacher on prime and uh you know not obviously not as charismatic as tom cruise but i have been watching it it's fun to good action show you know it's good it's a good action show i'm on like episode six i'm uh-huh. like all right can we get to the end now yeah. like he's gonna beat somebody up yeah, and someone's gonna die and i'm just like fast forwarded i'm like, I'm like yeah, I've, yeah. I've had enough but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to it yeah. you know to 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 the end on that one that's me too you know but going back on track to the yeah. to the nft space uh-huh. you know you talk about bored apes and i've been on open sea and i've seen you know baby apes and young apes and junior yeah, apes and don't even bother you know that. gang apes and well ape gang ape gang oh you're an, you're gang. an ape gang. You're I a gang it. leader, right? It's, like uh, I I was a gang leader. I am no longer. You a gang resigned. Leader. Uh, but I, when I you resign it. as a gang leader in the real world, you get killed. Yeah, my 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 apes. So you're are okay. Fine. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm okay. Okay. Um, but uh, that that one ape gang is uh, it's a little different than the the other ones. I don't. People have asked me. I've been getting more DMs now on Twitter asking me about NFT stuff, and what I tell people most of the time is like. You know, it's 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 not going to do what you think it's going to do, which right. is, you know, turn into a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar, you know, board ape yacht club type project. So, you know, really be careful and, and always like if you're not only use money that you're willing to just burn, you know, only use money. <laughs> if you're if you're not willing to take that that money, that stack of money and light it on fire, then do not buy any F- NFTs like that's that's my number one advice to people like this is. It's a very, uh, it's a very uh, turbulent and chaotic space, which is one of the reasons I love it. It's kind of like the Wild West. Um, over the pet, you know, since we've been working together, you know, my business has shifted, and I've, I've, it's, it's, it's taken on a new meaning for me, and as time goes on, and I really started as it to, should. yeah. Well, as the pandemic like went into full swing. I was, I just had, uh, my wife just had our, our first child. So even before that, I was dealing with all these, uh, you know, issues as far as like, you know, what the hell am I doing? I'm going to have a kid. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, oh <laughs> I my still God. Don't know. Yeah. So, you know, I really started to think about what, what, what the business kind of was about or, or how to restructure or how to treat it more like an actual business, you know? And in that time, it's expanded. Uh, I have the social media manager. I've hired uh, content writers. Uh, I got a, a like a legit accountant and a bookkeeper. 
Because I, you, I thought you were going to say a legit accountant and a illegitimate yeah. accountant. <laughs> there's the crypto accountant and then there's my regular accountant. No, like I got like a bookkeeper, which is like, so it, it was a lot of like common up. sense stuff, I think, for most people. Right. But for me, I had to like figure this stuff as I, I was kind of, I guess everyone does that. They figure it out as they go. We figure it out as we go. I mean, I, you know, I've been in business for 12 13 years now at with LG insurance and it's it's taken many iterations now we've got 11 people on the team mm -hmm. your team is part of the team and I love outsourcing to oh, continue yeah. to expand the team find people who are great at things um, I got a blog article over the weekend from a vendor uh, that I that I follow and it was all about him saying look I can do every job in my company yeah. I can't do it good, but I've done it before. I can probably do it again, but I'd rather hire somebody that's going to be really good at it. Yeah. And let me go do what I'm really good at, which is why I'm here, you know, behind the microphone talking to you because I'm helping create content. And then I've got an appointment to go to right after I leave here to, you know, go speak to a new business that's opening up in Atlantic Highlands. Right. So I'm going to do what I'm going to do best. And I've got teams of people that are going to do what they're going to do best to service and sell, you know, other insurance related products while, while we're doing what, what we're going to, what we're going to do best. Um, you said something before talking about the NFTs, about it being the wild west, mm. you know, when it comes to insurance and digital art, we're going to call it, we're going to call it digital art sure. because I think that's one way to tone it down from calling yeah, it a non-fungible token. NFTs do a, a, a number of other things, but the focus right now, the focus is really right now is the art. art, right? So I, I asked a couple of insurance carriers um, about this. I'm not going to name insurance company names because I don't want their comments to, uh, to get back to them. <laughs> um, I got one, he spelled my name wrong after he responded to me. Thanks so much for, for that. <laughs> um, it's all about zeros and ones, nothing physical. That one was pretty, pretty tame. Um, I got another one of, we don't understand any of it. We're not going to be able to help. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. where's my favorite one? Is this it? This one says, um, the fluctuations in market value will leave us way too overexposed. We can't afford to insure digital art. Um, illiquid JPEGs are not insurable. Here we go. Huh. No coverage provided at this time. Per our chief claim officer, we should not insure make-believe non-tangible items. <laughs> right? I love that one. Like, yeah. he's like, F this. This is fake stuff. It's all make-believe. It's all, it's all make-believe. But the world of the NFT, the utility of it for the future is super awesome. I think eventually within the next 10 years, our driver's licenses, children's birth certificates, medical records are all going to be NFT-based. Yeah. Right, it's, that's how it's going to be locked and secured in your in your it's digital be, wallet. Yeah, well, it's going to be blockchain technology based. I think that I was thinking about this this morning. Like the word NFT, I think has become so derogatory that they'll probably replace it with other words as time goes on for different technology for different like sectors or whatever. Can you coin one? Can we, uh, you know, get ahead of that? And oh, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. Andrew I, Talcott talked, coins the new. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about this before, and then I did a deep dive into the the to the development of how to, you know, set up your, your own NFT, uh, and do it where it's all on chain, because a lot of this stuff and people point this out too, is that, you know, it, they say it's decentralized, but when you actually look at the code, it's like, it's not on the blockchain because that would be so resource intensive. They just kind of point a link 
like here's your image of your of your monkey it goes to this aws server like an <laughs> amazon server link so it's very still in some ways very centralized which right. is kind of ridiculous it's funny um and that's why i brought up before like how the my business has expanded was i started to realize i'm like well i, I gotta get business minded i gotta like start listening to audiobooks, uh, you know, researching things just on the business. You could either work in your business or you work on your business. E-Myth. So, exactly. So, like, E-Myth Revisited. Like, there's certain books that I, like, read. Uh, and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Over the summer, oh. I finally got to that one, like, l- late spring in the summer. And, you know, he, he really talks about real estate a lot in that and right. investing in real estate, which I think is great if you could do it. But, uh, you know, especially in this area and at this time, it's like kind of not really realistic. To, sure. You know, so uh, but but what I what I was paying attention to when he was talking about this opportunities are going to come along and you're going to fail and you're going to succeed and you're just going to have to, if you don't try different things, you're never going to learn like what the hell works, what doesn't. Right. So, and you got to take risks. So that's what I did with this whole <clears throat> NFT thing over the summer. I, I was reading up on it. I was, I was listening to, to uh, rich dad, poor dad. These, these opportunities came up. I looked into them and I was just like, all right, whatever. Uh, I had some uh, cryptocurrency. I had some Ethereum laying around, and I and I invested in, in in these couple things. And people thought it was crazy. I really didn't tell people about it. I still don't talk about all you know whatever I did, um, but I put some money into it, and and they they gained value. So I mean, that's going to say you know what I'm trying to say is that like taking that risk. Investing in my business wasn't a risk. Investing in my business was uh, <laughs> was was me learning about how to do business more successfully or how to become successful. And from doing so, I was led to that book, which kind of talked about taking risks, Mm -hmm. you know, calculated, but sometimes you just got to grip it and rip it. And that's what I did. And that's, that's kind of how I ended up down this whole, you know, NFT rabbit hole. Um, So I don't know. Anyway, listen, it's ready fire aim and I operate, I operate the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to just, you know, shoot from the hip, get things done. I'm in a space right now where we're working more, disclosure based with respect to a lot of the insurance products that we're putting out there because there's so many moving pieces we're doing a lot in the cyber crime space the cyber insurance stuff right now um is annoying right now yeah it's huge because the the crimes are just non-stop never-ending um and ever bigger even for small businesses and we're seeing small businesses get compromised yeah. uh, with respect to you know it could be small bank accounts stuff uh ransomware you know any anything that that comes about you know, and the phishing there's so much going on in the criminal space the crime space cyber related if somebody had to ask me a question should i buy a fire policy for my building or a cyber policy for my business i'm saying buy that cyber policy wow. you're more likely to get hacked yeah than you are to to have a fire right there's, there's so many different ways of, of of getting hacked right and then a lot of it you know from me you know on the like an outsider's perspective um, and, and, you know, to bring it back to, to NFTs one more time is everyone's talking about how they're getting robbed and things are happening and it's bad, bad, bad. But a lot of it is like, you know, what we've talked about before is like social engineering where they're just confidence building. They're getting you to like send them a seed phrase. You're getting the scammers are getting you to like click on a malicious link. So, you know, 
sometimes it's user error where they're just kind of putting it's user it's user error but when i put on twitter that i need help with you know my nft thing because i don't know who to reach out to and some some nice guy is uh, going to help you do it who you know you fall for that phishing trap so easily especially in this digital space where it's still relatively new right oh, yeah man. i get a funny email from the prince of arabia i know it's fake maybe mm -hmm. i might click on it anyway yeah um, but even these email phishing scams are still prevalent, but people trying to be get into this new space and try to make a quick buck mm -hmm. in crypto are getting defrauded oh, so much more yeah. and then not talking about it because it's more embarrassing than anything yeah, or because you up. lost your money. Well, bringing you know. it up when it comes down, when people are complaining, say on like Twitter and they're saying, oh, I, I was robbed. I was, I was blah, blah. They don't point out the fact that they kind of gave over their seed phrase to their wallet or they, they clicked on a link in a Discord thinking somebody was going to help them. Or instead of going the normal route of selling or trading an NFT, say you, you just list it for sale on OpenSea, that's like a standard way of selling an NFT. But I've seen people where they're in talks with somebody, the scammer gains their confidence. They're like, oh, we're going to trade it on this new website. And they <laughs> click on it and it's like, bye bye it's gone. You know, there's ways, the, the thing is too with, with blockchain, since it's, since it is in this immutable record and it's it's like a, a digital ledger that's just keeping track of everything that's going on and where things are going, you can kind of follow it. You know, you can kind of see, all right, this person sold it to that person. But it is still the Wild West where like you're, you're, you have these emails where, <laughs> where these insurance companies have no idea what to do. They don't know what to do, right? If it gets stolen... Maybe there's a record of who stole it, yeah. but good luck going to get it back from yeah. that from that wallet. Yeah, right? they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna. They <laughs> there's stole no open your, sea police out there yeah, to, no, uh, to go get it. They stole your NFT, then they sold it to somebody else, then they took that Ethereum that they made, then they spun it. You could you could take it, you could break it up into a bunch of different wallets. You could actually send it somewhere where it gets <laughs> basically laundered, <laughs> like digitally laundered, and, and it's it's kind of gone. Um, there are ways of tracking all this stuff. It takes a little bit of work to do it. Um, and then you're basically left with whoever bought your stolen item. You can go talk to them and say, gee whiz, can I have it back? Sometimes <laughs> they give it back. Sometimes, you know, they don't. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really the Wild West. And that's why I got into it, because I really feel like this whole NFT thing uh, and marketing is, be, is going to, you know, it's going to converge. When you see that, you know, on, on I wasn't using Twitter. You know, if you're not active on Twitter or you don't have like a community on Twitter, there's no point in using Twitter. So I started using Twitter because I was on TikTok. They were talking about NFTs and all this stuff. And everyone had these Twitter accounts. I went back to Twitter. I started using it again. And, uh, you know, one small example of how to utilize an NFT for marketing, you know, I've, I've joined a project. I've bought an NFT, uh, say, for like Creature World. I use it as my profile pick and I say, hey, you know, what other creatures are out there? Yada, yada, yada. Let's go. And I, I gained a lot of followers just right. by doing that. So that's like a marketing trick. Whatever it costs me to buy that NFT, you got to look at it as like a like an advertising uh, <clears throat> expense. Um, so that was one way I gained followers. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Uh, and the more I used it, the more I could see, well, people are building these discord uh, communities uh, using NFTs where you, you join a Discord server, you verify that you own the NFT, then you're in the server. You, if right. you can't verify you own it, then you can't join that channel. So I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. Instead of having, you know, a Facebook set up or having, you know, an, an email list, which you could, you should obviously have those things. But this is a whole nother thing, um, you know, to, to kind of 
use with marketing. And I think once I started getting into it, I talked to you about like, I'm like, hey, you know, insurance and blockchain, it really doesn't matter what you know about it in the sense <laughs> that you don't have to have, you, you could have like those, those emails you have, uh, you know, saying, I am not touching it, it's malarkey. But, uh, you know, what it comes down to from an SEO perspective is you start talking about this stuff before it hits mainstream, before it's like really all over the place, before, you know, insurance companies are talking about NFTs and blockchain. They are talking about them a little bit, but you could kind of you could kind of hedge your bets or get in there with just a nice SEO like article blog post on, on your on your website. Yeah. So we've been looking at, you know, the digital art space. Plus, we've mentioned talked a little bit about cyber. I did find some some information out there that there are some decentralized insurance related entities. Yeah. We'll say related entities because they're not going to be your traditional insurance carrier that are working in the space to help businesses with their, you know, protect themselves if there's an error or a hack of their smart contract. Not necessarily the theft of the digital art and the value of the digital art or theft of crypto because you did something silly, mm -hmm. you know, but when you have that smart contract set up, if there's a hack or a breach or an issue with your contract that causes that where there's a glitch that caused you financial harm, right? It has to cost you money. Uh, most insurance talks about physical loss, mm -hmm. the loss of a, a building, a person, you know, a limb, whatever it may be. This is financial loss, which are traditionally crime policies, um, errors and omissions policies. You know, these are things that are, are the traditional piece, but there's financial loss for some of these smart contracts if they're breached, if they're hacked and you can't trace it back. But the biggest expense with that is going to be the forensic investigation that goes along with it. Yeah. These cyber forensic investigators charge more than high powered lawyers do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, these white hat hacker guys make a make a ton of money doing what they're doing cuz you know, they're working in the in the dark web and doing doing things in in different spaces than we than we know about. So it's interesting to read about these new insurance style entities. I don't know how it eventually it eventually may relate to our auto insurance and our home insurance and our physical property, but protecting us from financial loss if we were able to create an insurance related blockchain insurance related NFT you know, we would probably want to ensure that smart contract to protect ourselves from additional loss, not just the loss of the digital artwork that's associated with it. It's the utility that mm -hmm. goes that goes with it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not only like, you know, not only the NFT part of it, but, but the blockchain technology in regards to insurance or real estate. I mean, it's 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 a it's a digital ledger that's immutable. It's it's on the blockchain. If you know how to look at it, you could look at it. Everyone agrees that basically what this says is true. It's infallible. It is what it is. So I think as time goes on, uh, insurance, uh, deeds to houses, all these things are going to be, I mean, you know how, you know how real estate agents, how they have to deal with like tracking down, like all the information, all right. the records for a house. Oh, was there an, was there a, an oil tank or whatever on, on the property it was underground? Like when was it? Oh, uh, you know, Gladys lost the paperwork back in 56. So we don't really know, like all of these things are going to be digitally stored so that you could kind of more easily look that stuff up. Now that means that like some middlemen are going to kind of go away, but there's probably going to be room for other middlemen to come in <laughs> and make some money off of that. And I mean, that's, 
that's really kind of what it comes down to. The the thing I was trying to think of before, um, you know, money, like as far as NFTs, pe people, people are getting really upset about stuff, really freaking out about it, and they just don't understand. Money laundering has been going on forever. So it didn't start with NFTs. It, crypto didn't didn't invent that. Um, the environmental stuff, I've never heard so many eco-warriors warrior, on Twitter <laughs> being like, this isn't right, we gotta do something. Listen, you're not doing anything about the environment. You're driving around in your car, you're using your phone. <laughs> These batteries are mined by like children in giant mud pits. Like you don't care about the environment. And then the third thing was a silicone shortage. People are saying that we have no chips because of NFTs and stuff. And that's just ridiculous. The reason we're running out of silicone and chips is because everything uses chips. Like, and a portion of that is, of course, you know, cryptocurrency, NFTs, blockchain technology. So I, I've been dealing with, I had actually somebody the other day uh, comment on, on one of my posts or something I commented on. They're like, people in New York are losing, there's power outages in New York because of <laughs> NFTs. I'm like, wow. You have really, you know, kind of lost. This is going back to like the early days of uh, of Bitcoin mining where, you know, somebody would power down the grid. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's the same thing when you have a marijuana farm in your basement yeah. and you're you're pulling more juice off the grid than the, your next 10 neighbors. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, uh, you know, I, right now, and I think people got to look at that. They got to look back at like the dot-com bubble and the bubble where like everything was overvalued and then it all collapsed. But guess what? Did Amazon like come out of that? Yeah, it did. And it's one right. of the largest, if not the largest company on the planet right now. Um, talk about waste, but we don't have to get into that. Um, you know, people, people back then didn't understand email. Like <laughs> when we were kids, there, there, people didn't get email. Like, I love when I communicate with somebody that's still on an America online uh, yeah. email account. Yeah, it's, it's scary, but true. That's where everyone was. They were on AIM. They, they had their AOL email. You know, that's where it all started and look at where we are now. So people got to start thinking of it in, in, in kind of that respect, I think. Right. Um, but anyway. All right. So what's next for OK7 now that we've got all the uh, NFT talk out? And by the way, there's so much more NFT talk to uh, <laughs> to come because there's a lot of fun stuff and it's ever developing in this blockchain. It's not going anywhere. You know, People and I want to see that. where we can go on it with with insurance because, you know what, it's a little bit exciting. It's something it's something new. Uh, you know, to, to talk about for the insurance space and how we can protect yeah. investors and protect creators and, uh, and, and kind of go about that. So I'd love to get into that space a little bit more. Like cannabis is not something I was very interested in on the insurance side of things. There are great agents that deal all day, every day in cannabis. And I'm sure at some point there's going to be great agents that deal all day, every day in this digital world. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know if I'm going to be that guy. Maybe I will. I'll, you know, I can always continue to learn and and see where it goes next. But what's next for uh, what's next for OK7? What are you doing with respect to bringing on new clients? Um, you know, where's the business going? The What I've noticed is, especially with what I do, it's it all comes in cycles and people get really... I used to do a lot of work with real estate agents and I pretty much don't deal with real estate agents anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, I'll deal with agencies, but I'm not going to deal with, with agents because it's just, you know, not worth right. it. But... What would always happen, and it still happens regardless of real estate or not, but like in the spring, everything heats up and like mm -hmm. people are more interested in like, you know, throwing marketing money around and making sure that they're, you know, th they're getting out there. So as I've learned this, I've, I've learned to prepare, you know, early in the year to make sure that I'm ready for like when people start wanting to push stuff out. Um, so I'm always gearing up for that every year. I'm always gearing up 
for the spring. I don't know why. That's just how it happens. Maybe because it's nice out and people right. just want to whatever do stuff. Um, aside from that, I'm I'm pushing out more content. I, for so long, I was telling everyone what to do, and like I wasn't doing it. To be, oh, I hate I hate you for that. I'm like, <laughs> you <boy>. know, like <laughs> the marketing guy is not doing his own marketing, just yeah. like the insurance guy hates paying his insurance bill. Yeah, like it was it was you know it's 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 kind of a pain, but you you. I've realized over time that like I need to put myself through those pain points the same way my clients are going through. It's easy for me to say, hey, Aaron, do this. Just grind it out. It's another thing for me to tell you that and to also be doing it at the same time. Shout out to Howard Klein. We had this conversation with him where, you know, Howard was here on the podcast as well talking about Landmark 360 and they had troubles doing their own marketing. Yeah, um, it's tough. <laughs> you it's know, tough. It's doing i don't watch my own podcast i don't listen to my own podcast i don't like listening to myself talk mm -hmm. so as a marketing person you know yeah we all have those same yeah. reservations so yeah i really swayze sunday it's all about swayze, swayze sunday sunday exactly like and, and stuff like that hashtag swayze sunday uh you know I, I started thinking about the business and making i'm like i just want it to be fun and weird like kind of like me I, I don't want it to I didn't want to go down the route of your normal uh, marketer. Like, you know, there's people I follow, marketers I follow out there, and they're marketers for other marketers. And I started to realize how ridiculous the space was. And the, the word marketing in and of itself bothers me, you know, and that's why I kind of want to focus on content creation. I want to help the clients get the information out there in a way that's easily digestible and explains the services that are offered by my clients. I want them to explain what they do and pump out a whole bunch of content so that it's always in people's faces and it's it's not BS, it's based on what they actually do. And what I've seen more and more uh, is that A, these marketers are just rehashing what people have done in marketing for the, you know, since, since 2007, they're still doing the, basically the landing page, the form, the click here, the incentive, all that stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, we've all learned how <laughs> this works and what to do here. But I don't see a lot of value in the sense of, okay, well, let's be honest with people. Let's, let's just inform them about what right. it is you do. You know, and that's really where it all for me, that's where it all has to start um, when I help people. So I, I, I'm getting more. I'm getting that point more across to people. Well, so uh, three pillars, you know, three of the pillars that we set up, you know, while we're doing our content creation is, you know, inform. Right. The information, education yeah. and then the entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's that's what it is. And you have to do that. You you have to make it so that it's not look. Uh, I'm dealing with a with a real estate company right now. We're getting their schedule and their strategy together. And what you what you don't want to do is what you know maybe older generations are going to want to do with their marketing, which is I sell properties. So what do you want to do? I want to put my property and have it say for sale on every single Instagram post and from here until the property sells. <laughs> well, guess what? No one cares. No one cares about that. Like you 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 have to. You have to be informative. You have to show that you're an authority on on what you're kind of trying to sell. And you have to market yourself in a way that is entertaining, that is informational. But like when, when you're putting stuff out on social media, no one really gives a crap <laughs> if you have a property for sale or you have something Nobody. for rent. You know, you have to think creatively to figure out how can I let people know or inform people about what it is I do for, for a living 
and what it is I'm about without being so like just boring and direct, you know? You wanna let people know that you're experienced, you want to share knowledge with them, and then once you do that and you've established yourself as an authority on that, then, you know, what the, what the ideal thing is, oh, I trust this person, I think they're funny, I like them, I see them on social media, hey, uh, you know, my, my sister's selling her house, this guy's cool, I, I, I'm gonna link them up or tag her in this and maybe, you know, whatever, and get a lead that, that way. Um, you know, that, that's my approach to it. Not everybody thinks about it the same way, but that's, that's how I look at don't it. Don't be boring. I mean, that's, you know, the moral of this story is, is don't be, be boring and don't be boring, be consistent, get your information out there. Just, you know what, turn oh. the cam, turn the camera on, turn the microphone on. You don't need to be in a studio. No, use your cell phone. The technology is great. It helps to be in the studio. Shout out to rec productions. Thanks so much, Andrew. Yeah. Thanks for joining me today. It was nice to uh, have this little role reversal. Yeah, I uh, this is fun. Can't wait to flip, flip it, flip it back again. I'll I, see you I soon. I keep talking. I keep doing this all day, guys. <laughs> We're not turning it off. It's just going to be unedited. There's just gonna just be a, keep it. Just keep it going. I'm leaving. Andrew's going to be here by himself. It's going to be a three-hour version of this. Stay tuned. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Aaron. <laughs>